everybody. But we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels. At least the music. Episode 117 of Camloops last week. Christopher Folds, Magic Mike, and Bill. 17. 117. 117. Okay, so 117 years ago this year. Okay. The great earthquake in San Francisco of 1906. And it changed so much, you wouldn't believe it. What did it change? This book right here. Oh, he's got show and tell today. It is called A Crack in the Edge of the World by Simon Winchester. He's, he writes fantastic books. Uh, he, wrote, he wrote Krakatawa about the uh, eruption of the great uh, volcano in yep. Southeast Asia in 1883. And from that sprang radical Islam. You've got to read the book to find out. This book here talks about the earthquake, one of the worst natural disasters in, in the history of America. And the earthquake led to L.A. superseding San Francisco as the city on the West Coast, led to the rise of the Pentecostal movement, led to the Space Age, and led to radical immigration uh, problems for the Chinese, all woven into this crack in the earth. It's incredible. Did you know that, Mike? Incredible. No, I had no, I had no idea about any of that, actually. Have you, have you been in an earthquake before and felt rattling? Not, not really. You know, in Kamloops, we get the, uh, the building and the plants swaying and stuff like that, but never uh, a full-on yeah. earthquake. That's a big one. What in about San you? Andreas Fault? Yeah, in, uh, in Abbotsford, when my kids were little, there was a little earthquake down there where the pictures moved and the plants moved when I was home with the kids. But uh, today is also, we're, we're, f we're filming this on November 22nd, 2023. It's the six, 60th anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Okay. So there's wow. a lot of stuff going on today. I'm fascinated by that yeah. still to this day. Another I good book on the documentaries. Yeah, all, tons of books. And all the conspiracy theorists, stuff that gets me. So if you're, uh, you know, I'm sure this today and all this week, there'll be tons of stuff on TV about, about that uh, event because that was uh, monumental, right? Yes. Huh. Well, mine was uh, for seventeen. Was she was just seventeen? If you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> so a little more lowbrow than Folgies. Well, the Beatles, right? Like yeah, she was just seventeen. If you know, if what, you know what I mean. Like, no, I don't know what you mean, yeah. but uh, well, that, yeah, that sounds a little. Well, I mean, they were no, they were young back. They were young. Yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah. about teens on teens, like Teen Angel and all that. It's not some old guy looking down. It's, you got to think of the the, the, the context. Yeah, creeps. Yeah. Oh, speaking of creeps, Mike messaged me last night. <laughs> With a, uh, a Yeti costume that was for sale, I think, for one of his conventions. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Wasn't that an amazing costume? Like, I, that's normally like $1,000. You one. know the price point. I could see you in that one. Yeah. yeah. It would go good with my Sasquatch outfit. Yes. Yeah. How's your dog? You had to almost put him down on the spot. Well, just before the show, uh, we're running a little bit late because uh, I was walking my dog outside of the shop here at Lee's, and, and uh, he got into some thistles. In in the backyard, you know oh. the, the the little bush with like the little oh, yeah. brown Velcro things, and he's a very furry dog, and he got him all in his eyes, and they got all around his eyes, so he couldn't see out of his eyes. Oh, the, like the little burdocks, like the burdocks, what, like, the things that always cling on yeah, to your the, pant the, the, legs. Burdocks, yeah, right? they're, they're, they're like like those no, shoelaces. Those are bad for dogs. Oh, it was brutal. So so then I'm sitting here because he's kept rubbing and rubbing it in more and more and more, and. and uh, He's just a puppy, so he doesn't like anybody touching his face so much. Not that he's aggressive, but just but he's squirms, okay. right? Oh, yeah, we got him. Yeah. He, he actually finally went, you know what, you're helping me, and just went kind of limp, and we cut him oh. all out and didn't have to put him down. So that's What's good. his name again? Uh, Nuno. Betancourt. Yes. Nuno. From right. Nuno Betancourt, right. the extreme the guitar extreme. player. One yeah. of the greatest guitarists of all time. And Mike would not yeah. leave the concert early if they had one bad song like you would. No, I would not. Right. And, and I also would like, you know, it feels like the, the show's full of apologies lately. Uh, I had to apologize <laughs> to James Peters. Uh, but 
I'm sorry for calling you a bandwagon. I realized that was probably uh, you didn't know what the term meant. I, 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 I hit I a I you. hit a point, I think, and, and you, you thought uh, it's a band that plays on a wagon. I know, I know, that's what you thought. Or you thought I was, I was drinking again or not drinking again yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah. uh, I know you're a diehard um, BC Lions fan, so absolutely. We do have a great show today, Mike, and you're going to be involved in talking about this too because you're right in the heart of downtown. This mm-hmm. is where we are at Lee's Music, and we're going to talk about City Gardens, Kelson Group Development, the Trillium Tower. It's now under construction well it's been it, for a while they hit a milestone they the hit a six, milestone the sixth floor and that's when it's it's gonna it's gonna go up 30 30 feet a day uh, until it's until it hits 250 feet it's going Insane. to rise to 248 feet above street level over the next six months so you're gonna see a huge difference in our uh, tallest building in, in Kamloops when it's completed right wow and, and not just let's talk about it now I mean what do you think it's incredible it's a, it's the largest development in the history of the city and it's right downtown which I think will benefit the downtown and the city you're gonna have thousands of more people living downtown over the next however many years it, it takes to build this it's 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 worth in excess of 200 million dollars maybe 300 now with all the inflation yeah. and uh, you have two high rises and you have i think three lower rises six story buildings um and a whole city block between uh, fourth and fifth and battle and nicola yeah. right across from the y and once it's done it's going to be a lot of walking paths i mean the the the, the, the renderings look amazing um before we ask Mike, I do want to say Bill Sarai is also on the show today. He's yes. coming up, city councilor, good council. Yesterday, lots to talk about. Yeah, we so watched we'll the talk entire, entire, yeah. But back to the, the task at hand here. What do you think about this new development? I, I think it's uh, really exciting for Kamloops. You know, like there's, um, we've gone for many years without having a lot of infrastructure added kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So having this kind of investment, having this kind of thing uh, going on, uh, it bodes well for the future of Kamloops. Does it, what about from a business standpoint? I mean, how does this kind of thing does it bring an influx of people or does it change the, the clientele you might see in the area? I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think having more people around um, helps keep things um, uh, safer and, and cleaner. You know, we saw that in the park when nobody used to go into the park and then music in the park 30 years later. Now it's full of people, families and stuff like that. And it's not a scary place to be. Music in the park, Rip Fest, Hot Night in the City. Anytime they have a big event downtown Santa Parade this weekend, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a great place to be because the people, the ne'er-do-wells, maybe the people who are up to no good, they, they don't want to be around with people around, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you do go downtown um, and you bring more people downtown, it's just the vibrancy here. Well, there's going to be people on the other side of that that say we're just, you know, our social problems shooing them shooing them away and gentrification and we're losing, well, we're losing sure. old school Kamloops residents sure. by yeah. by changing there's there's that argument too but um you know um progress is progress and sometimes <laughs> progress some progress. people it's not progress we, we need we need more homes yeah. we're growing uh what's the city at a hundred thousand plus now yeah. uh that that's amazing that we added twenty thousand it feels like in just a few years yeah well every every year uh the equivalent of a of a medium-sized elementary school kids move to Kamloops every year now 254 on average wow. that's a lot of people. I, I didn't even tee up our guest did I I didn't mention the guest who's coming on to talk about us Brendan Shaw yeah. he's the real estate man. do you know Brendan I yeah I've, I've chatted with Brendan and, and we're you know buying real estate and stuff over the years yeah he's, he's, the, he's the agent for the entire Trillium tower yeah. the yeah. first big yeah. massive tower that's on its way up right now so mm-hmm. we'll have him on the show we'll ask him some of these questions price point yeah. Is it going to be? Is there some kind of affordable housing options as well? I think it's. I don't know what the price range is, but you think it's. It's. It's some probably out of all of our ranges, yeah. but it's. Uh, <laughs> but it's housing anyway for those who can afford it. We'll find out from Brendan. Well, you know, maybe somebody that's in a more affordable place buys and, and moves into there. Yeah, and the that domino beca- effect. And we end up with some more uh, space. Space is space, right? Yeah, space is space. Hopefully, it'll, it'll yeah. help. Absolutely. Council meeting yesterday. Your thoughts in general. 
Yeah, it was it was uh, interesting. The uh, the water rates hike went through, and that's the most controversial thing I think. Uh, initially, staff a couple weeks ago said, "Look, we have to replenish the reserve because we're spending I think it's three point two million dollars figuring out the Noble Creek thing, but we have to uh, prepare for the future." We've had one uh, percent increase between two thousand and fourteen and now. We need to catch up. We need to get the reserves there for a rainy day fund. We need to do upgrades on the on the system. So they were proposing a 25% increase in water rates next year, uh, followed by uh, incremental rates. So overall, it'd be about 94 bucks for the average person next year extra, and then through the five years, it'd be about 350 bucks, I think. And uh, the, the council sent them back, so that's a little bit too much. They came back yesterday, and they had three options. They went for the second option. Before we get to, yeah. to the options, mm -hmm. I do want to just say that uh, Maca Ranch uses water. Oh, they, yes, they, 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 I do have to get the Maca Ranch. They have to. They have beautiful pigs. For their good, clean food. Mm -hmm. For their beef, their pork, their yeah. lamb, their chicken, their pasture raising. 80 acres, Mike. 80 acres. Mm. Out in Turtle Valley, local business. It damn near burned down. We're going to go visit them. And their family. They're, they're nice group of people too. And they're Turtle Valley strong. Mm -hmm. They save their animals. I've seen the video of them packing up their animals and saving them from the fire. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in hormones. Ster well, they believe they exist, but they don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't believe in steroids. They don't believe in pesticides for their animals. <clears throat> it's Maca Ranch on Facebook, Instagram. You can email them. Beautiful new website too, but email them at info at Brand new website. It's stunning. It's good, clean food. It's Maca Ranch and they deliver, Mike. Do they do Canadian bacon? Oh, like the... The different cuts. Isn't, that, isn't that funny that we in the world it's called Canadian bacon, but we don't eat Canadian bacon like that? It's a good question. Yeah, yeah that's the round stuff, right? The round I like, stuff. I like yeah. the regular. Yeah, the regular bacon, yeah, not yeah. Canadian bacon. Yeah. Curtis and Ashley will watch this and they'll let us know. Yeah, awesome. Water rates and Bill, I think we have a slide for this. Uh, slide two, Mike. Yeah, Bill's it's, it's going to Mike. Great job, Bill. <laughs> yeah. So this is the. Um, so the the top one, if you can see that, it's twenty five percent next year, fifteen five 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 for a total of two hundred fifty four dollars extra. People will be paying on average over those five years. Council said that's a little bit too high for the first year. People are going to probably have a high tax increase. Everyone's going broke. No one can afford anything anymore. So council decided after a lengthy debate, interesting debate, to go with option two, which basically over five years we're going to pay more, but the first year we're going to get a little bit of a little bit of a breather instead of paying uh, on average 95 bucks more next year 96 bucks we'll be paying 69 dollars next year and then you'll see as it goes forward you're going to pay a little you're going to pay more overall but it's a 63 percent increase in your water rates over five years which is which is massive um 307 dollars over five years it's a lot uh, but like they say uh, at the council meeting, the staff was saying we hadn't had any increases, a 1% increase between 2014 and 2023, and they need to catch up. Uh, COVID, you know, when they went to zero budgeting, 0% zero budgeting, that kind of screwed things up too. Uh, but they have to do this now, they say, and a lot of people are going to be a little shell-shocked. Um, you know, as, as, as the mayor and other councillors and other people have said, you know, yeah, it might be just a, a few bucks a month, but... You know, some people can't afford a few bucks a month. And it led to conversation about how can potentially uh, these costs be, be cut. And it led to talk about grant funding. Mm -hmm. And the mayor had his ideas on um, essentially kind of relying on, on yeah, can grants. Can we go for grants to cut down this cost? Yeah. And he was, he was uh, met with some 
some, some disagreement from several people. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Katie Newstater calling it negligent mm -hmm. to go and rely on these grants when you don't know you're going to get them. Yeah. And it was one of the Alan. one of the senior staff had a, had an analogy. It was a good one. Well, saying that it was. It, you know, relying on grants is like buying a car and then going to try and pay for it by putting money on red 46 at, at the, the casino. Yeah, yeah, the roulette table. Roulette yeah. table. Yeah. You know what I don't get about all this? Uh, my, we, we talked about this before, but my property tax here at, in this building that we're in at mm -hmm. Lee's Music doubled in two years. Yeah. From 10000 to $20,000 um, a year in, You're in the taxes. You're commercial, commercial rate. Commercial rate. My home taxes yeah, nearly gone. doubled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they doubled since the last time I remembered. So if they're getting in double the tax yeah, money. And, and plus people are moving here. There's more houses. More houses. The, the tax base is rising. Maybe Bill, we can ask Bill how that how that works because you'd think that, yeah. Some of that would offset. Yeah, they're getting you know? way more revenue, the city, so you'd think they would come down, right? But um, I know if your house or your business increased more than the average, that's because its value skyrocketed over the average. No. Well, that's the, no, that's not it. Because my, gotta, gotta they haven't even. That. When we sold this building, yeah, it did skyrocket. Yeah. But the um, the taxes aren't re, um, indicating that next year they're going to go up even more. Yeah, I know. You know he, that that's the wor the worst part of it. I also, know. what do you what do you think about the mayor's ideas there? I mean, he obviously has good intentions, right? He he he, he he's thinking, well, why don't we just get these grants? Well, no, I think there's 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 two things here. One, everyone agrees on council. They have a full time, I think, a full time grant writer, which is a per they call it the grant person. It's a person whose job is to go and find grants for the city to help pay for everything from a performing arts center to a sewer pipe, and their job is. To be the expert to go to all these different places because there's tons of places in the federal and provincial government where you can apply for grants. There's different criteria, there's different rules as to, you know, shovel ready or not. So there's the person doing that. So everyone there, I think, agreed that, yeah, if we can get grants, great, but we can't. We can't rely on, on, a, on a grant and, and, the plan. And, and, and work that into your budget yeah. until you don't have it. And I think that's what they're trying to say to the mayor saying it's a good idea, but. Unless we know the grant is there, we have to proceed on the on the on the assumption there is no grant there. And if we if we do this and we find there's a grant there, then down the road you bring it down. And that's happened on a number of projects where they start the project. I think Victoria Street West West uh, reconstruction was one of them. They start it, and then halfway through they find there's a grant that can bring it down yeah. later. So, yeah. Kamloops Heritage Railway quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the council meeting started with a representative from the Kamloops Heritage Railway uh, talking about an update because that thing's been in limbo um, ever since the the coal train uh, contract switched over and the coal uh, from I think CN to CP or vice versa, and the coal train started coming through Kamloops. Um, you see them through through Valley View. Um, inc massive increase in railway traffic. That great old steam train uh, yeah. twenty one forty one can't run anymore because there's no room on the tracks and the time there's no time so the when I first moved here with my kids and, and my first wife we, we the kids when they're little the best thing was going on that Billy Meyer uh, train said, when I was an intern you sent me to do a story yeah. on that and I did it and you know they they, they robbed the what train a story well, no, it wasn't very good. It was a, it was an experience, though. Yeah. And then the and the Christmas, they have the Christmas one, and then the the, the Halloween one. They go over the river onto yeah. the reserve, and, and the the headless horseman is. And my kids are freaking out. It's beautiful. They can't do that anymore. So they have just they have. It's just basically they have a they have a um, a storage facility where the train is, and and they want they turn into a little museum now. So it's a static display. But now there's zoning problems with the city, and there's accessibility problems because you can't get in there if you have you know if you if you're disabled. So they're kind of in a pinch right now. So the representative was was updating them to say 
they're working on a virtual thing, but it's really sad because that thing is meant to, to it's like a, like a Greyhound, right? It's meant to ride. It, it, it's, it's a community a, project. Yeah. What you guys don't remember was back, way back in the, in the uh, late seventies, early eighties is my memories. It was parked in Riverside. It was parked in Riverside and we used to climb all over that thing. Rain Man does it, remember. Yeah. That. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was, fa- it was a toy. It was, it was fantastic. And then to see it and actually it be rebuilt and running. Uh, we do a lot of work on it with the audiovisual on it. Yeah. <laughs> and but it's it's um it's sad to see that yeah. the the support whatever infighting is going on yeah. um you know like let, let's let's support what what do we need to do to make this I was, was like, there an ask yesterday then or was there no it was just an update to say here's what we're doing just to let you know there is some kind of weird city zoning thing that maybe Bjark is getting in the in the in the way of it but the bottom line is that thing needs to ride run on the mm-hmm. rails and it can right now and it's no one's fault but the economy, the, the 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 railways have no room for it. So maybe what we need is to find some old, you know, BC Electric line that's not being used right now and just run it there. I know there was t- there was a talk a few years ago of using a, a less busy line that, and running it from Kamloops all the way to uh, Armstrong and back. Mm, wouldn't and that some, be amazing? Something went wrong. There was c- c- some kind of dispute between the two communities uh, on that, but it's that would be fantastic. Some kind of a Wanda Sioux reclamation project yeah. involved with this. As <laughs> Wanda well. Sioux and, and this the thing, and have a have a have an excursion. You take the train down to Savannah, and then you come back on the Wanda Sioux. You I know think. what I like about the Armstrong idea is that in the Okanagan, they've traded they created this rail trail. The Kettle Valley one. Uh, no, it's called the Rail Trail, and it starts in Sycamus yeah. and goes all the way to Kelowna. Okay. Might even go down to Penticton. I'm not sure. Yeah. But you can get on it. It's a walking trail. It was yeah. an old uh, rail trail that right. they took the, the rail ties up. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just being built between Sycamus and, I think, Armstrong now is the okay. last leg of it. Yeah. That's pretty it cool. But could you imagine having an actual steam train yeah. going up there? That could bring people back and forth from Kamloops. I think it's... it's well, just, and you could get a, your gear back to your shop from... Yeah. That's what I'm really <laughs> thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a so um, that's that. Uh, it was a good update because people always ask, well, what what was happening on that? I know last year uh, in the paper we did this 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 magazine about you know things to do in Camelot, and they had just opened on May second, I think, the museum. They had to close nine days later because of all this weird issues like zoning and all this kind of stuff. All this talk about train Zon- zoning's easy to fix. That's 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 yeah. the city saying we want to do this yeah. and let's figure out how to make it work and let yeah. let's make it make it work. I think there's more. That's one issue, but there's many issues. Yeah. But it, it'd be good to get back on track for sure. All this talk about trains. It reminds me of our weekend together. You know, I love eagles, but I also love trains. And, um, yeah, one of the things that I like to do is count uh, train cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a, a little spot that I love to count train cars from up above Valley View on one of the hoodoos. Because mm-hmm. you get a perfect view of all the flats of Valley View, and we can count uh, train cars. And, and that's, all the graffiti. Yeah, you can see where it comes from, California, Washington, Oregon, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? It's fantastic, right? Yeah, it's like an art, art show going by. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we did is we uh, went and uh, got a car from uh, Volkswagen. And what about the car? Well, it was... Besides the low, was low, roomy, low The rates. Terry low, low, low race, it was roomy because it was the seven-seater Atlas mm-hmm. and uh, the Crossport and the engine, the fuel-efficient engine, Mike. You mm-hmm. know all about that, and so does Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. quiet. And quiet. Chris was actually on one of the trains that we saw, though. Yeah. He was at, what, in the back. Was that him in the, ho- he was the, the hobo caboose. He was in the caboose, you know, the old trains where you... <laughs> yeah, I was in the back of the car because I like to ride the caboose. And he was... Caboose. That's a Canadian word, eh? Caboose. Mm-hmm. But isn't there a, There's a certain... Name for that back car though? The caboose. Caboose. No, but like what the party car. There's a party car. The bar car. 
The bar car. No, that's 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 when you go. I went from uh, Abbotsford to Edmonton to go to college, and I sat in the bar car, mm-hmm. and I had um, seventeen dollars and a sandwich my mom made for me, and I went up there on the train. It was a great trip, right? And I ended up in the bar car right around Kamloops, I think, mm-hmm. and I was playing some cards with these guys, a Russian guy. That's right. And the guy was playing music, and I lost all my money. And then he gave me anything back. That's, I was hungry the whole and way. That's what you were doing again, and we yeah. could see. But the thing is, he had been drinking a bit, and so he had fallen down, and he was in this car, but he was lying on a sealy mattress. Because it was full of sealy mattresses. mattresses. Yeah. Broke my fall. Yeah, it was very nice. And what's on right now at Gord's, Mike? It's the Black Friday sale. Black Friday. Tell me more about the Black Friday sale. Well, I think you know this. <laughs> Probably. Right? If you buy. Oh, you're talking about the turf twofer. The twofer. If yes. you mix and match those Whirlpool and Maytag appliances, mm. if you buy two, what do you save? Two, two honey. If you buy three, what do you save? Three honey. It's really easy math. Dishwashers, yeah. ovens, fridges, and they're hiring right now. Folds, you should look into that because you're unemployed. I am. Service <laughs> what they sell as well. And after though, after he woke up from his slumber on the train, luckily he stopped right off at the McDonald's. Yeah, I woke myself up with mm. one of these. Is that a peppermint one? No, it's a regular, two regular. cream, medium. But they have peppermint ones on they right do. now. They do. They have the peppermint hot chocolate and mocha from October 31st to January 22nd for the festive McCafe season. Above the Folds is next. It's with Bill Sarai. It's brought to you by McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> My favorite McDonald's meal would be, I, I wouldn't say a meal, but first of all, I love fries. I love McDonald's fries. But if I have to have a meal, then I would say it would be nuggets. Okay. If you could be one of the McDonald's characters, you know, Ronald McDonald, the hamburger, or one of any of the characters, who would you be? I think I would be a hamburger. Why? Because I think it's super cute. <laughs> and I like cute things. There's a Playland here too. What yeah. kind of fun do the kids have here at the Playland? It's amazing for kids. It's like the attraction point for them. That's why a lot of families, we even have birthday parties. So they book birthday parties there. Kids love it. Love to come and have happy meals and enjoy along with their friends. So it's great for kids. And especially even for working parents, it gives them a break. So they bring their kids here, they play, and then they also have to have a good time here. Gamloop City Councilor Bill Sarai, back for a second and third time. We're not sure, but we're glad to have you back. And uh, we were just chatting, and you know Mike, you've known him for a long time, and you're talking about Stilga, so why don't you just start start there? Absolutely. Uh, Mike, and uh, not a local legend here, but uh, Stilga, he's followed us around throughout the interior um, to do our uh, conferences, and uh, next year we're probably working with him again. It's going to be here in Kamloops, and uh, it's going to be one of the best uh, conferences uh, just to the lead up to it and we're seeing what's going to be offered in our city is just unbelievable and i think the the highlight of my um being second vice president and this being in Kamloops is the opening ceremonies being at the powwow ground mm-hmm. arbor um with Kupi roseanne casimir being our opening uh speaker uh to kick off the conference in may of 2024. silga yeah. is the southern interior local Go government Gold. association absolutely right? and um when is it here uh April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Oh, sorry, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. <laughs> Mike sorry, of 2024. Oh <laughs> yes. Mike, what do you like about that event? Uh, you know, we've done uh, Silga, uh, I don't know, for for 15 years or something like that and it's in a different community every year and you get to uh, see what the communities have to offer uh, and you also get uh, a lot of... Um, 
you get to see how mayor and councils interact with other mayor and councils and, and uh, there's a lot of things that go on kind of in between the times where people get together and, right. and the tables they start to intermix and, and, and chat and, and I think it's there's a lot of really great ideas that come from there isn't there absolutely and and having 37 communities dis, uh, municipalities districts townships is we get to see what's um, what their highlight is what the, what keeps them ticking what pays the bills in that town and uh, seeing the highlight like in Vernon last year we went on the bike tour around the lake mm. there's so much to do and every community wants to showcase what they got going on and we share our good bad and sensitive uh, issues um, it's for it's 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 educational but it's team building as well they also do uh, community excellence awards mm. so this is a um a program where different communities in Silga put in their projects that they're working on, uh, and that's that's really neat. We yeah. produce uh, that whole segment, all oh, the cool. videos and stuff for that as well. So great recognition! It's super, well. super cool. Right yeah. on. Let's talk about uh, council yesterday. What are your thoughts in general on the meeting? What stands out to you about uh, the, the meeting yesterday? We finished at four o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know why? Because there was no, there was no one taking up the public inquiry, like except one guy. And talk about the UN a little bit, but didn't go too too far sideways. No, it was. It, that's exactly what council should be doing. Mm -hmm. The business of the city. Um, we had uh, in with the public hearing. I mentioned it to Council Riley on the way out because he's our development uh, uh, counselor in that reign. Mm -hmm. We we approved probably a, a multiple million dollar. Um, projects last night mm -hmm. uh, to benefit our city mm -hmm. from having massage therapists uh, working at a home, um, uh, some housing units. There's some really good stuff that the city, when we're on task to do our work, um, that's what, what it's all about. And, and when you go home at the end of the night and you, you can tell, you can say to yourself, well, I, we did something good for the city. Mm -hmm. Accomplished something. We talked about water rates before you came here. Yeah. Um, we showed the three options and the one that was the one that was chosen. We, what do you say to the to the average Kamloopsian that that you know, might see these numbers and be a little be a little alarmed? So what I would say to them for the last probably way before I got elected four years ago. So I'm on my fifth year. Utilities always paid for utilities, so it's always been that one zero one. We kept it really low during COVID um, because that was just the 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 rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. We're still doing that. The, 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 the wild card in this is we got a 10% assist factor to the home builders to make housing affordable. Noble Creek's been on the books for three councils now. Um, it's coming back to bite us on, on our rear end. Yeah. I'm not hiding the fact. Um, there should have been a decision made years ago whether we're all in or all out. Mm -hmm. And we've been trying to figure it out. Every council is trying to be the one that can find the answers to keep everybody happy. What has thrown a wrench in that whole uh, equation now, and I'm on that council when I got elected in 2018, that what are we doing shutting our water off? This doesn't make any sense. And we've tried to find solutions what Mother Nature did to us last year threw all those solutions out the window. The um, she's not cooperating at all. Mm -hmm. So you can have every uh, study you want done. If there's no water, you can have the state-of-the-art pump in the world. It's not going to work. So that's where we're at now. That utility piece is still what we're paying for. 10% of the utility water assist factor, 25 Noble Creek. There's your they are 15%. There's your 25%. We're just trying to soften the hit because it's such a big number and residents say, oh my God, we've, we've never seen a number over two mm -hmm. and now it's a 25. So a little education mm -hmm. was, was probably needed on our part. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, coming back, revisiting it, I think was a good thing. Um, it's an 18%. 
in the long term, we're paying a little bit more, but the hit on our residents is a little bit softer. Yeah, the first year hit on the residents is $30 less, but the overall is going to be about $50 more. Because we have to borrow some money yeah. to do the... the yeah water treatment plan. Yeah, that's right. So I guess on that, on that thought, I mean, people are stretched thin. Next yeah. year, we're going to list this. We're coming off a year with the highest tax increase this century, 7%, I think it was. Uh, next year, there's been rumors it might be higher. People are like looking around thinking, you know, especially people without jobs. They're like, holy, <laughs> how am I going to pay my property tax? How am I going to pay? Everything's going up. So I guess the question I have to you is, is there anything the city can do? And we've asked, we asked the mayor this, we've asked every councilor this. Is there anything or, that could be done to cut down the cost to mitigate it and, and two things I think of and, and they're all little things but they add up right uh, recently the city uh, approved uh, assistant CEAO position McCorkle went up right um, and then uh, the fire chief uh, is now the, the director of the protective services but that right. led to as I recall it uh, the creation of another director's position that has to be filled right that's they get paid big bucks right. a couple hundred grand a year yeah. and then recently I just saw on Facebook where the advertising is from the city, um, they're advertising for two more communications persons. Now, they might be fill-ins because people are away or they might be new. Right. 42 bucks an hour. Right. If a reporter gets that, he, they'd be in heaven. I wouldn't mind that job, actually, yeah. so don't cut that 42 one. bucks an hour. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, let me preface, I'm not saying it shouldn't yeah. be done. What I'm questioning you is, can we go, can we get by without those kind of things? Yes or no? The taxpayers want to know. Um, I, I'd say yes, but I'd also say with a covenant, um, I, I'm not sure about the communication mm -hmm. openings that are there now. It could be a mat leave, it could be a Yeah, I think it might be, but yeah. But on, on the director's um, role, so as you know, this council campaigned on uh, build Kamloops. Yep. Um, if you look at uh, Director McCorkle's desk, was a little, a lot of this, a lot of this, a lot of this, and I think it was just too much um, from a director's uh, perspective to be hands-on on, on uh, parks and rec and recreation and uh, community safety, mm -hmm. fire and police. Um, speaking of fire. Speaking of fire. I timed that. We I didn't add that button. in. That's, that's real. So to get the, the build Camus piece out there, which we all are supporting the uh, arts and culture and the Performing Arts Center, and we haven't built a facility here in 20, 20 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. So in David Trollin's, I guess, decision-making, was if we want to make everything successful from the CSO program to the police uh, officer ratio to parks and rec then and the build Kamloops, let's give Director McCorkle one big job to do and, and do the build Kamloops and let's take the other pieces off his table and delegate it to other people. We're not, in, in, in the defense of, of David, this before my time, I believe at one time in his uh, in his in co previous councils, they cut a position when David Duck for Duckworth went, went to, to Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. So he never replaced that, and mm -hmm. and he championed that. So I can manage yeah. without this position. Mm -hmm. I'm going to save the city a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Everybody thought that was a great idea. Mm -hmm. This city has grown. The responsibilities yeah. have grown for each director. I'd rather see a director focus on his portfolio 110% and not be stretched thin all over the place when you don't, as you can see, it's eight, our, our staff are aging out. Mm -hmm. Succession isn't the people behind all the directors don't have the experience our directors do at this time. Mm -hmm. So I feel comfortable that the, the maneuvering he did is going to pay off at the end for, for the whole city. Um, yeah, $42, I, I'll be, you know, there's no secret my son's a, a CSO officer. Yep. He started, at a, and I bug him to this day, 
He's his starting wage was more than I got when I retired mm -hmm. after 31 years at Canada sure. Post. Yeah, yep. and when I see him moping around, or I go like. You got a good kid. You got a good kid. <laughs> yep, and, and, yep. and mom told me I can't raise your rent, so <laughs> I, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> okay, on that note, thanks for that. But is there anything else from your perspective, because you have a deeper perspective than we do, is there anything the city can be doing to mitigate the costs, or do you think they're doing what they can do? Is there anything that you have an idea like, yeah, maybe we've cut here or do this here? Well, I think series. we have to be do more advocating for funding from other levels of government mm -hmm. to bring our costs down. And that was brought up by the mayor yesterday, too, yep. that he preferred that we reach out for funding on uh, uh, maintaining assets or grants. Or, or grants. That That's a great... It's a bonus if you get it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a lottery ticket, a scratch ticket. Mm -hmm. You don't have that money. You, you, you applied for it, you bought the ticket, and you got... 50 bucks or 25 bucks that you didn't have. Right. You can use that to something you weren't planning on using. Mm -hmm. Those grants really come into play and they can offset a project's cost to the taxpayer or they can allow us to do another new project that wasn't even on our, on our horizon that someone else, some other levels of governments are paying for. I argue that though, and, and, and I'm sort of on, on both sides of the fence, no matter where that money comes from, it's, it's, it's still taxpayer money. money. But I'd rather see it come to Camus than, and I'm being brutally selfish here than going to Kelowna, Penticton, Vernon. If we're going to have tax money coming back, then let's bring it back yeah. here. I, I did want to ask you, because you brought up the grants, and I was listening yesterday to the council, and there was yeah. kind of an interesting back and forth, and some analogies made about betting on the roulette table, and Katie <laughs> calling it negligent. What did you make of the mayor's kind of ideas on grant funding? Um, I struggled with it, to be honest, because that's not, and that's not the way we can maintain our assets and run a government is you can't rely on grants. You can apply for them, but you can't plan your fiscal responsibility on a one-off that you might get this money. So we're gonna go ahead and, and do this job, um, and we're gonna rely on, we're gonna hope that we get a grant. And, and what happens if you don't? And, and you continue, multiple uh, uh, municipalities reach for those same grants. Everybody's struggling and, and stretching thin and, and doing everything they can to get those dollars. So I would rather do, uh, have, a, have a, a plan um, how we're paying for things here and if a grant comes through, it's a bonus, it's a bonus that we can cut that tax rate yeah. down or do a new project. Okay. Let's switch gears to the garbage yes. recycling pickup. Yes. I think there's going to be a period in December where there's, what, two cut. and a half weeks in some cases where there's no pickup of anything, and a lot of people are getting angry. People <laughs> are angry. Right? I, 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 I agree with you. Um, uh, it's one of those things, and, and I think staff said it, it were, they identified it in the pilot project, mm -hmm. And I'm still struggling of why there can't be a fix if it was identified in the in the pilot project. Why we why we can't figure that one out right now? Um, and I also struggle with telling residents that if you feel it's a long stretch of time to order some more garbage cans or upsize, yeah. um, I, I don't think that's the answer. No, they're arguing personally. that they shouldn't they shouldn't have to pay more when they when they're already paying what they're. Some argue that they're they're getting ripped off because they they entered into an agreement. Those people came to council and said, we have a contract for weekly pickup, we're paying it. Now it's every second week, you broke the contract, we want our money back. That's another issue. But back in the day, when I first moved here in 05, there was a number of years where the city added an extra bonus pickup yep. day around Christmas just to help out people, just to be nice. Absolutely. Then they, be, they, didn't, they became the, uh, the Scrooge and the Grinch and they took it away. Took it away. So there's a two and a half week period now where we're going to have overflowing garbage cans, overflowing recycling. At the one time of the year when people eat more and they have more wrappings, and Absolutely. why can't the council pass us things saying, look, we're going to 
put one day in there to help people out. I think that's, that's has ha that conversation has to happen. Yeah. Especially when we're realizing, as we get closer to the, these types of things get identified, yeah. this is a new program, we get it. Yeah. But when I'm told that uh, the pilot project had identified this gap, mm -hmm. then we should have been ahead of it and yep. said, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna do a, a mid-holiday mid pickup for everybody, and whatever you put out there, we're gonna take. I think it's a good idea, plus it's good for a re-election. <laughs> we're, we're not ripping Glenn Farrell. Glenn Farrell came onto our show, <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Everything. No, so. absolutely. But we're saying the people, are, people are upset. We're learning, yeah, exactly. We're we, won't know, we won't know the issues people bring it forward and they're bringing it we forward. don't have all the answers I, I'm, I'm I don't have all the answers and and staff obviously are always willing to listen to counsel and staff are our experts mm -hmm. but again we set policy mm -hmm. and we brought in this new organic waste and, and scheduling and we're finding out that our residents are not yeah um, it's not working yeah. so staff change the policy. Sure. Alison Levitt, one of our loyal watchers, re replied on Instagram and she's not happy about this garbage pickup. And she I wants don't... another date. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to you, Alison. Yeah, absolutely, Alison. We hear you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. So it's, it's, it's something that's a, it's a fluid situation. It's a, it'll be a discussion, absolutely. Good. good. We are almost out of time. Mike, do you have anything you want to ask Bill before we let him go? Uh, you know, I, not as. Especially, nope. we, we talk lots about yeah. things. We talk about, uh, you know, the city and, and uh, what we can do to make things better. Uh, I got the same old thing of uh, we need to support local more. And, and uh, you know, that's uh, that's it. I had a big meeting with uh, David Hallahan. And uh, although I appreciated and respected him meeting with me, I don't think we totally saw eye to eye on things. But uh, um, is that know, on the procurement side? Yeah. yeah. OK, yeah. yeah. And I, I hear it, too. Uh, you, know, you got a couple of seconds. Yeah. I hear it too from our, our local businesses that um, support local teams here and do advertisement here, pay taxes here. Um, they got so many orders, businesses. And they, yep. when they bid on things, I, I, I question why we can't give that company a little bit more weight in their bidding because be it's, local. You can't, it's against the international exactly. law. You can't, you can't give a local, otherwise you're going to open yourself to lawsuits. I've asked these questions, yeah. Mike, yeah. on your behalf. And yeah. It's not my business. behalf. I, I've, I've given up. <laughs> on that end of things, honestly, oh, yeah. it's on though? all the other companies that yep. uh, that I've talked to that yeah. uh, that are super frustrated. Yep. Yeah. Well, what happens though? You get out of city companies. If if the city went ahead and did that, which is illegal, yep. but if you said support local, we're going to do something like that. All they're going to do is come open up a local PO box with a local address and 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 submit their application with a local address. Well, at least they're paying a business license. Yeah, you know? yeah I, I want to support the local brick and mortar. <laughs> you support us, and it's just one of those things. Yeah. I, I I'm still trying to get my head head around and, and the mind around like why can't there be a little bit of more assist factor yeah. when a local businessman? We're not excluding out-of-towners, but a little bit more Weighted. bonus points yeah. for local business because they're going to spend their money, their workers live here, you work here, you pay taxes to our town. Absolutely, but I the, agree with you. The, city hand, the city's hands have been tied for a number of years yeah. by senior levels of government's international trade agreements. Well, maybe we should uh, lobby with the uh, local chamber uh, to, to change those because it is a detriment to our community and we do lose a lot of, uh, a lot of businesses. There's a big list of them mm -hmm. that, uh, that have left town. And that's where Silga comes in and, and Chamber comes in. Mm -hmm. You reach out to the associations and every city would probably do the same thing. Let's give a little extra weight to local businesses that bid on procurement with the municipalities that they... You're that doing they the AV for Silga, right? So I a few think, more yeah. slides are going to slip in there. <laughs> yeah. A few, a few more, more slides. slides <laughs> oh. no, I, I agree with you 100%. I just yeah. don't know how to go about it legally. 
Yeah, right. There you go. Well, that was a good comment. We should we could do a whole probably half hour on that. Oh, eh? I could go off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want that. Yeah, no, 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 we don't want Easy. that. These babies right here, what are we looking at? We are looking at Whirlpool's new top load um, washer dryer set. Um, they've recently redesigned their machines and they're starting to come with removable agitators um, because a couple years back they actually stopped making them with agitators and then people liked them some people didn't so they decided to bring it back um so now they offer this model here can you just explain to me i am completely clueless <laughs> what that looks like a bazooka so that's an agitator what does it do so this little guy here goes and the clothes does it make that noise it actually does sometimes okay <laughs> so it's quite literally agitates the clothing to okay. make them wash um but then if you're doing like, you know, bedding, towels, sheets and stuff like that, it can get annoying because they can wrap and wrap and wrap around it. I do notice that. Yeah. So it is nice um, that you can actually just take it off for when you are doing those big loads. And it's super easy to take on and off. Um, and they've had it for a while now and we haven't had any problems. We haven't had to like replace the agitators or anything like that. So. And Black Friday. So, these babies are all part of that and lowest prices of the year. Yes, yep, and they will be going all the way till the 6th of December. More police cars coming by. Red and Shaw, the real estate agent for Trillium Tower and City Gardens, joins us today. Thanks for being here, Brendan, and waiting out in the car for a while. Um, let's talk about this project. It's, tell us about the scope of this thing, uh, just in general, city gardens. I mean, how many buildings, uh, how many high rises, low rises? Can you give us a general overview? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'll try and get through the yeah, sirens out yeah. there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm uh, really excited to be here. And yeah, thanks again for the invite. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, uh, City Gardens is uh, one of the largest residential developments in Kamloops to date. So uh, the scope of the project in, in total is 550 units spanned uh, over a mix of kind of low rise and obviously the two towers that uh, Trillium is the one that's coming out of the ground right now. Mm -hmm. um, just actually drove by it uh, the, the other day and they're kind of working on that seventh uh, floor now on Trillium. Uh, Trillium will be once it's complete, 24 stories in downtown Kamloops, consisting of 150 units. And it's uh, pretty remarkable when you just drive or walk downtown and you take a look at kind of, uh, you know, similar buildings in the area. Uh, this building will uh, be iconic for, for downtown Kamloops. Well, uh, that's a good, great point. I mean, how do you think it's going to change downtown Kamloops? Like, not just aesthetically, but, I mean, socially and, and otherwise. I, th I think it's a great thing. I mean, I uh, I used to live downtown in Victoria Landing uh, and yeah. uh, uh, lived there for a number of years. And just having that walkability of, you know, after work, just being able to go and, uh, you know, go to restaurants or experience, you know, the nightlife, uh, uh, the various retail stores and parks that are downtown. I think uh, uh, creating more residential in a downtown area like Kamloops, uh, not just uh, supports the uh, the businesses that are there, but really creates a vibrancy with the community um, as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I, I was, uh, you know, right from the get-go when I saw this this project and this vision that Ron Fawcett had, um, it was something that I was, and still am, you know, really excited about. Is this, 
is this like luxury residence though, or is there is there a kind of a more affordable housing type side to this? Yeah, so it, it is a Trillium Tower that we're marketing. 150 units is is kind of the um, it, it's setting the the bar for kind of the current condo market here in town. Uh, the building itself, being 24 stories, uh, is a concrete structure. So most of the low rises that we see being built right now are four to six stories wood frames. So um, a, a more affordable material than, than concrete. Right. So uh, with that, with the scope of this project being what it is, uh, it, it is uh, coming in at uh, obviously uh, uh, you know more of a luxurious uh, uh, design, more of a luxurious finishing package than some of the other developments here in town. And with that is an additional cost uh, attributed to it as well too. But uh, the, uh, the architects actually did a fantastic job with this development, kind of creating a, a blend of floor plans. So we have uh, studios, one bedrooms, one bedroom dens, two bedrooms. So uh, depending with what people are looking for in their price range, there there are some really affordable units uh, depending with what people are looking for. What what how are sales going, and kind of what is the price range at this point? Yeah, so we're we're about fifty percent sold of the building. Uh, that's uh, currently under construction. We're anticipating kind of completion to be mid 2025, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the price ranges uh, starting kind of the the low to mid 400 thousands and go up from there. So depending with what people are looking for, mm -hmm. uh, some of the units that we have sold have been sub pentos. Uh, levels uh, uh, 1,500 square feet, um, and so uh, th those are typically in the one to one and a half million dollar range. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! I think the faucets yeah. have reserved the top. Haven't <laughs> <they>? <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, what, what from from where are people buying this? Like, you, you, are, are they all local or out of towners? Are there retirees? Are there young people? What's the demographic that you've seen from the people who have? Purchased. It's been a mix of both. I mean, what we're seeing kind of in the broader market is, you know, it, and historically it's been, you know, about 10% of the sales have been uh, from pur purchasers out of town, such as the lower mainland, mm -hmm. um, you know, Prince George, the Okanagan out of province. Um, and, and we're seeing a similar kind of demographic and purchaser here mm -hmm. in City Gardens as well, too. The majority of the purchasers are local. So okay. uh, the uh, demographics that we're seeing are predominantly uh, retirees that are looking for a place to downsize. Mm -hmm. uh, we are seeing a few uh, uh, young professionals as well, too, that are looking for an affordable studio or one bedroom to move into mm -hmm. uh, once this is built. So it's, uh, it, it's a pretty good mix that way. and. Mm -hmm. uh, for the purchasers we've seen, it's it's uh, there have been a mix of uh, owner occupiers and investors, with uh, certainly a, a heavier weight attributed to um, owner owner occupier. Okay. Any questions, Mike, for Brendan? I I think it's really exciting. I, I think it's um, it's a really amazing piece that we're going to have downtown and. Uh, How's the soundproofing for sirens? Is how's it? the soundproofing for sirens? I imagine the views are going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, how is it with like the? Did you have to do special things with the fire department because it's so tall, or, or how does that work? Yeah, so uh, I know KFR was part of the initial kind of discussions uh, yeah. as far as the the architecture design goes. So we weren't a part of those discussions, but I know uh, it, it they were certainly brought in right from the get go. Yeah, to, they wouldn't they wouldn't approve it unless. But I, <laughs> I imagine like you have to get an extra tall yeah. uh, ladder truck or something. But yeah, there's issues with that, and also not just with the city gardens, but with the new Royal Inland uh, Hospital Tower, Tower yeah. with the uh, yeah. communications, because all these buildings, the communications are getting blocked out, so they're trying to figure that out on the KFR. Can I get a helipad on the top if I bought the <laughs> penthouse? Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be, awesome. That would be pretty Who is nice. that guy? That's Mike Miltmore on the top there. <laughs> I looked at the, the yeah. fact section, the frequently 
asked questions, and yeah. it looks like they're trying to get out in front of this because there was a question about um, were there houses moved or demolished or yeah. heritage houses destroyed in, in any of this kind of gentrification type questions. Any any comment or answers to that? To that? Yeah, for sure. So, so there was. I mean, obviously, a, a few of the homes were a little bit older than uh, you know the typical average house here in town. And so, with that, uh, uh, kind of during the initial consultation stage, uh, Kelson Group actually uh, made the offering out to anybody if they were interested in those homes for you know preservation or whatnot that they would uh, not only uh, uh, give those homes, but also provide some funding to uh, you know, alleviate some of the costs of moving yeah. as well too. So uh, a couple of those homes were just uh, structurally were just unsafe and there was just uh, uh, no way to uh, preserve them uh, just, just given the, the quality of them. But there were a couple homes that actually uh, were, were able, one of them uh, just moved a few blocks away actually down on I believe St. Paul Street. Yeah. Uh, were able to be moved and, and repurposed essentially and yeah. brought to uh, kind of a, uh, uh, you know, a livable uh, uh, condition. So the other one went up the highway to Little Ford. Like Little Ford. That's right. Yeah. 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 A big yeah. project. Eh? Like, well, it was, it was cool to see it Yeah, down yeah. there, watching it lift it up and put it on the truck and away it goes in the middle of the night. Really cool. Yeah. 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 Parking. Um, that parkade is the most incredible. It's like it's like staring into the depths of whatever. <laughs> it's, it's the largest hole I've ever seen. It's massive. It's very expensive with the yeah. concrete. How does the parking work? Because I had heard that if you want an extra space, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. So the, I mean, what we did, and I know a lot of developers, you know, down on the coast are they're not offering parking yeah. anymore. So they're saying, hey, here's our price. If you want to park install, it's an extra. Yeah, it's an extra, or we'll lease it to you, and yeah. it, it's not actually included as as part of the purchase. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, what we decided to do was right from the outset include one stall uh, per unit. So uh, there's a lot of people, I mean, uh, I talk about kind of our average purchaser being a retiree that's looking to downsize or whatnot. There's a lot of two-car households that are moving down to one. And mm -hmm. so uh, something like that becomes beneficial. We, we provide one stall and then there will be additional stalls that people could uh, rent on a uh, you know hourly, daily, monthly basis as well too, kind of after the fact. Um, the option of purchasing a second stall it may not be available for everyone, but there are those options too. So if someone's coming with you know a couple cars or whatnot, uh, there are those those options. But certainly, uh, the plan for that parkade kind of encompassing almost that entire city block between Fourth and Fifth yeah. on Nicola. How many stalls are there? Uh, that's hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. So yeah. The, yeah. the average so. Joe can go and park in park in these. Stalls and pay and you know on a, like, uh, how does that work? So it, there there will be a, a, a parkade component. Yeah. Um, the plan is not in in the the initial uh, parkade, but in the one uh, across the street, one okay. of the low rise that they're they're looking to build to have a a, a parkade component there where people could go. And, okay. And friends. So if you're, uh, the, the nice thing about that is if you have friends or family that are coming to visit you or whatnot and staying for you know the day or or whatnot, that uh, there is those parking options available for people as well. Do you know the total number of residents um, when this is all done? Like how many how many residents might be in the city gardens? Yeah. Like so. 550 units in total and of course that's a mix of you know studio one right, yeah. uh, two bedroom units um, there would be uh, I would think you know in that thousand to you know 1200 ish yeah. range okay yeah. and how about tax uh, tax implications have yeah. have, uh, have you 
been apprised of what kind of what kind of revenue the city will get from say trillium to begin with what kind of tax impact it's a lot of revenue it, it is yeah i mean obviously whenever you bring in 550 yeah. new new apartments um of course you know there'd be a number of factors tax assessments and whatnot mm -hmm. uh one of the advantages of this development as well too is that it does qualify for the residential tax exemption the tax oh, so exemption the city will have well to keep too. the water rates high for 10 years because they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't pay property taxes there yeah All right. so uh, the, don't worry i'm paying extra on my commercial well, property taxes. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. There obviously is with that still the uh, uh, portion of the municipal taxes that, yeah. that would be payable, but uh, there would be a, a benefit for purchasers for right. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, final thoughts. From you. I was asking you about stress levels because it's, it's the biggest project you've ever taken and I mean, you must be excited, but also how, how, are, how are you doing with it all? Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Development. I mean, we have uh, uh, some great staff that that work with us, uh, buyers agents that work out of the show suite um, as well too, that are very knowledgeable about the project. Uh, Kelson Group, uh, they've got a fantastic team behind them, not just from the development side, but on the construction side as well too. And so, uh, you know, whenever there's you know a question or or um, you know something to to look into, uh, everyone's just a phone call away and. Um, having that support behind you is a pretty amazing thing. So uh, certainly looking forward to kind of uh, uh, getting to uh, completion and occupancy here. And um, yeah, I, I know purchasers will uh, find uh, that uh, that professionalism really comes in handy um, at, at key uh, handover. Cool. Uh, so this time next year, I read it was kind of supposed to be nearing completion and then move in hopefully 2025, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Thank it. Thank yeah. you. Volkswagen. Das Auto. Let's wrap the show. Mike, let's start with you. You had some good input today. What are your thoughts uh, in general on our show? Uh, you know, I think the show is really good. Um, I always like Bill Sarai. I feel Bill's one of those kind of guys you can talk straight up to, and, yeah. and he'll always uh, he'll listen, and, and he's uh, he thinks a lot about uh, about what you're saying. So. Yeah, I like the way he comes across too. He yeah. seems like he's fairly direct and listens and cares. Yeah, I've I've always had a really great relationship with uh, with Bill on that kind of stuff. Uh, Brendan, that's really exciting. What's uh, what's going on there? I think it's going to add a lot to the city. Are you going to buy the penthouse? I'd, if I could put a helicopter pad on the top, <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? You already have your penthouse dream world bachelor. Pad. I'm the North Shore guy. I'm the basic North Shore guy. But just right now, hey, there's an explosion at the Peace Bridge that crosses Niagara Falls to Ontario and on New York. A car oh. exploded and the FBI is investigating. Yikes. Wow. That doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good Have you good been on that bridge? No, but I just, I have. You know, I'm thinking that's kind of... Uh, that's Yes, I have as well. You're yeah. worried about yeah. the terrorism aspect to this. Maybe it was just it's an right explosion. By the, the, I go there to Buffalo Bills play in uh, Orchard Park. It's right by Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But well, this, we don't know uh, what it is. No, this show was very explosive. It was very good. You had, uh, you had the water rates thing. You had uh, Mike taking, uh, taking on O'Hallahan. And um, <laughs> it was good. It was a good show. We can't do it without our sponsors either. Volkswagen and Kamloops. Terry, low, 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 low rates. The electric cars. I think he sold about 90 of them since sponsoring our show. Uh, Gord Stevens, Steve Rogers, Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Almost two years with us now. So yep. we can't thank them enough. I talked to Brandy Seacott on the phone this morning. 
loyal sponsor, co-title sponsor. McDonald's. Can't do without McDonald's. Yep. Uh, subscribers, we keep on growing. Join us. Join the Last Week Clique. Subscribe on YouTube. Listen uh, on podcasts. If you're listening on podcasts, send us an email, camelotslastweek at gmail.com. If you want to advertise on this show, do the same thing, camelotslastweek at gmail.com. We're welcoming new advertisers, trying to get a new um, a second day of the week show going. News on that hopefully to come. Our Facebook page is now up. Mm, Our own personal Facebook page. What's it called? Camloops last week. <laughs> Chris. And uh, our Twitter? Are we, are we on Twitter? No, we're on Instagram. We should be on Twitter. Well, we're Twitter through my, I tweet everything out on my account, Mar the Reporter, should, at Mar the Reporter. Well, do you want to run it? Maybe put some work in on it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter? But can he rage on his own Twitter page? Oh, that's a thing. I don't want you getting on Twitter at night on that thing. No. <laughs> Anonymous folds going. We can stay off Twitter for now. Yeah. Okay. For Chris, for Magic Mike, and for Billah, I'm Marty, and we'll see you last week. Last week.